T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Twatty and Larry in for Damon and Ratto today on 95.7 The Game and now brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. Nice enough to join us, the outstanding head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. So, Coach, the second half underway. What would you say was the aspect of last night's contest that you were least satisfied with? Um, I think just uh, our our attention to detail. You know, we go into the game knowing Malik Beasley is their best shooter, and that's a, a big focal point in the game is to make sure we uh, we don't let him free and and there were three or four plays where we just completely lost him and that's a lot lack of focus a lack of uh of awareness of of the game plan and what we have to do to win the game and um you know that's that's where we've we've got to get better and and it's ultimately it's it's up to me to make sure that happens i mean i'm the, i'm the coach and I'm accountable for that, and um, it, that was the most disappointing aspect. Steve, good to talk to you again. I, I was I was really sad to uh, to hear of Ray Ray Ritter's sister uh, passing, and it was yes. he was yeah. there last night, and um, you know, just I I love that guy, and and I think she's I just think the world of him. I know so many people do. Um, please pass along our thoughts and prayers to uh, to him and his family. There is no better person in the game than Ray. Yeah, he's the best. He's uh, he's just such an incredible asset for our organization and such a great ambassador. I mean, every media person out there uh, on the national level just adores Raymond because he takes care of everybody. He's so good at his job. And um, yes, his sister passed away and, and Raymond is at the funeral today. And uh, so everybody with the Warriors and everybody who knows Raymond is, is thinking about him today. Um, as far as the team, I mean, some of the transition defense is something that you've emphasized. It was it was it was rough last night. Uh, the ability to defend without fouling—it just seems like it's just an elusive thing where the guys just never quite kind of have settled into a defensive rhythm. And it seems like the defensive struggles are exacerbated on the road. Is there any common denominators to any of this stuff, Steve? Well, I think so. I mean, you know, the, the, the first part of your question, I mean, you know, it, it's the, the, the game is connected. I always talk about it. You know, if you take a lousy shot, you're, you're going to be vulnerable in transition. You know, you've got to make the defense move. You've got to work for a good shot to get the defense to rotate. And then if you get a clean look, then you're much more likely to have good balance 
um, in your transition defense. And I thought last night we took a, a, a bunch of difficult shots that were uh, that led to really poor defensive balance. And we also, you know, had some uh, just some careless plays. Where, you know, maybe we didn't take a bad shot, but we, you know, just a careless pass, whatever it was. And you know that's one of the keys going into any game with the Lakers, knowing that you know they're number two in the league in pace. We're number one; they're number two. So um, you know those are those are areas where, when you're on the road, it, it's you're especially vulnerable um, to transition, and you've got to be, I think, even better with your shot selection and with with the, your ability to connect the game. And coach, to that point, and with how connected aspects of the game are, how does the absence of Steph Curry's offense make things tougher for you at the other end of the floor? Well, um, Steph takes some crazy shots, but they go in. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when the ball goes in and the uh, the opponent has to take it out of the net, that's an extra couple of seconds, and and you're back. You know, and and uh, so just the difference of the ball going in or not uh, makes such a difference uh, defensively. You know, and there's all kinds of advanced stats on this stuff. You know, um, your defense improves dramatically uh, after a made basket. Uh, over you know after a missed basket for that simple reason you're you're back you're, you get your defense set they have to take it out so um, you know the other area where Steph I mean the, I shouldn't say the other I should say one of many areas where Steph just makes a dramatic difference is that he he puts the fear of God in the defense and all of a sudden he's generating a ton of rotation from the defense um, that that lead to breakdowns um and so even if he's not making a shot you know somebody else is is getting free for a layup um the defense gets demoralized there's an emotional component to what steph does as well so look he's one of the greatest players in the history of the game so this is not news to anybody but um you know he's his absence is definitely felt but um doesn't mean we can't win games we've we've actually held up decently this year um, in games without him. Um, but last night was not one of them. Uh, Jordan Poole. I mean, I, you know, Poole is so fun to watch, but I'm looking at his numbers. His shooting percentage from three is down. His his free throw shooting percentage is down considerably. When I'm watching him, sometimes I, I, I just feel like yelling at the TV, you know, go to the rim, go to the rim. This guy is so aggressive, so can be so deadly uh, when, he, when he attacks the rim. Have you discussed it all with him? I mean, or is there anything that you and the staff can point to as to why we've seen the regression in his shooting? Well, I think the biggest thing is, is he's getting uh, a lot more attention uh, now than he did a year ago. You know, last year he started the first half of the year next to Steph. Steph got all the attention. Steph drew the best defender. Um, you know, now teams are game planning for Jordan. They understand how important he is for us, so they're putting their best defender on him. You know, Schroeder was all over uh, Jordan. Uh, last night and a couple weeks ago when we played the Lakers and that was you know the probably you know at the top of the Lakers list in terms of their their keys for the game was just you know try to make things as difficult as possible uh for Jordan because he's so so crucial for us so you, you, got, you have to remember he's still a very young player and um you know, I, I think 
with young players, it, it's um, there's there's always going to be some regression. You know, progress is never linear. There's always going to be ups and downs, and this has been a really good learning process for Jordan. He's he's starting to to understand some different aspects of the game and and um, and understand his importance and his place in all of it. And it's uh, it's great experience for him, but it's you know it's it's not. Not easy, not easy for anybody, but especially for him because there's, you know, he's got a lot of pressure on him. And uh, but he's a great young guy, and he works works his tail off, and he's, um, you know, he wants it badly. So I, I know I know he's going to do everything to to get better. Catching up with Steve Kurtz, Whitey and Larry, in for Damon and Ratto. Coach, I got to ask you about something that I, you know, fans are frustrated with. I can't imagine anyone is as frustrated as you by the fact that your team, as you've pointed out many times. You're aware of some of the mistakes you're making in terms of too many fouls, too many turnovers, and yet the mistakes continue. I know Ty Jerome talked about it last night, reaching the silly fouls. We've got to avoid those. So when a team makes the same mistakes and we know they're aware of them, um, do we have to conclude that there's a physical element there, that other teams are taking advantage of something, some physical area of weakness that, that your team simply can't overcome just by being aware of the disadvantages? Well, you know, some fouls, if we're, if we're going to, you know, talk about the fouls for a second, I mean, some of them are because we, you know, get blown by or whatever, and now we're vulnerable and, and, um, you know, we're going to, we, we rotate and we're out of position. And so we foul. That, that happens in every game to every team. Um, I don't mind those when it's just something that's physical, you know, something that's where, you know, we get beat by a guy and, and the help is there, but the guy draws a foul and makes a good play. You know, that's going to happen. Uh, <clears throat> the ones that drive us crazy as coaches are just the reaches, you know, the, um, <clears throat> the plays where we don't have to foul. And, and yet we do. I think we had four fouls in the first three minutes of the third quarter, uh, last night. And, you know, that's a game changer. Now they're in the bonus the, the rest of the way and, and uh, several of them were reaches, and those are the ones that that are killers because you you can control those if your if your mind is right. And uh, again, you know, I'm the coach, so I gotta I gotta get this right. And uh, we've we've we, we emphasize it every day, but we got to go out and do it. You know, I'm glad you mentioned the third quarter because I, I really wanted to ask you about it. I mean, if you go back and look at third quarter differential in this whole run with the Warriors that you've been here through. I mean, you guys have led the NBA in third quarter differential almost every year outside of, you know, 2020, which was a down year. We all know why. But last year, you guys were plus 2.7, um, or plus 2.7, led the NBA in third quarter differential. This year, you guys are minus 0.3. It's 20th out of 30 teams. Is there anything that you can point to as why this team struggles now this year in the third quarter for the first time in years? Well, we're not the same team, so it's a different team, so everything's different. Sure. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're one game under 500 um, versus being whatever we were last year, probably you know, 15 games over 500, um, you're probably worse in every quarter. You know, um, I, I think. Um, you know the third quarter stuff from a few years ago. That was that was really you're talking about a veteran team, um, and you know with with guys you know Hall of Fame players in their prime um, who could figure out you know to lock down at you know a couple halftime adjustments and you know maybe a mental shift and all right it's time to go 
you know, it's time to, to put this team to, to bed. And uh, but that, that's not the team we are anymore. You know, we 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 we're, we're older, and so uh, you know we've got guys missing more often. We're also younger, um, so we've got guys who are uh, you know learning and growing, and and it's all part of the uh, the process for this particular team. So you know, every team's different, and um, you know I I believe in our guys. I I know we can get there, um, but we've we've just got a lot of work to do. Coach, after the game, Clay Thompson said that everybody could learn from the way the guys on the floor at the end of the game, the way they played to finish up the game. The game had already been decided, but they uh, they played well offensively. What did you think of Clay's comments? And more importantly, can you give us any indication as to whether Clay is available tonight, second game of a back-to-back? Yeah, Clay's scheduled to play. But yeah, I agree with Clay. I mean, the, the young guys played really well down the stretch. I've really been pleased with... Uh, Moses Moody and his effort the last four or five games. You know he he's been out of the rotation for you know much of the season, but he's um, he's such an impressive young guy. The way he works, the way he carries himself, um, he's getting better. He's uh, he's putting in the work every single day. Patrick Baldwin Jr. also played well down the stretch, and uh, I've had Kaminga. You know, in, in those last five minutes, the way he moved the ball is that's what we want all the time you know catch it and move it and it creates a really good rhythm to the offense so these guys are all as as clay mentioned you know they're, they're talented they, they did a great job closing the game and um you know we have to to, to to be able to put together longer spurts of the game like that is it fair to say that pbj and and moses and perhaps are in line for more minutes here going forward I think uh, I, I, I would love uh, to, to get them both in. It's always a numbers game. You, you know, you got a lot of guys uh, on the roster. You've got uh, different needs based on combinations, who's out, uh, who's, who's in. Uh, but I would love to get, uh, get them out there before long. It's just uh, it's, it's not easy because of, uh, you know, like I said, the, the different factors involved and the combinations that you're looking for. Uh, the the two way guys. I mean, you, you obviously really like these guys. Their their net rating, Steve, doesn't look great. But obviously, you and the coaching staff feel like they have earned the minutes. What what are these guys doing that you're maybe not seeing from the young guys that would kind of that would put them in front of some of your younger players as far as minutes are concerned? Well, some of it is positional. You know, um, Ty Jerome is is. The, the most traditional point guard on our team. Um, you know, he's a, a his assist to turnover ratio is off the charts. When he goes in, the game settles down. When he gets us into our offense, uh, he he gets the ball moving. He's he he's got a beautiful pick and roll game. You know, that floater in the lane. The game just calms down when he's out there. And so with Steph out, we desperately need uh, Ty's uh, capability at point guard. And Lamb, it's you know he's he's the one uh, guy who can kind of play the four position and really stretch the floor. You know he had a tough shooting night last night. And this guy shot forty percent from three for the year. Uh, he makes plays off the dribble. He's an excellent passer, and he's got a big, strong body. Uh, he's capable of of uh, standing up to uh, to people who are attacking him. And both guys uh, have experience. They just they make a lot of the little plays that uh, 
you know, fans probably don't uh, quite recognize that coaches are all over uh, because that's all we do day after day, and uh, and we know that those things uh, lead to um, you know to, to better play for the group. So um, it's all about um, you know really earning minutes and and doing things that are going to help the team win. And both of those guys have have done a lot of that this year. Obviously, without Andrew, you had to improvise uh, a little bit. Were you? Happy with the starting lineup? Is that one we're likely to see again? I, you know, I, I think it's going to be flexible. Why do you I mean we we've uh, because of the injuries? Uh, we it, it may be a matchup thing, depending on who we're playing from night to night. Um, but you know, by by separating Draymond and Loon, uh, we're able to always have one of them on the floor uh, at at all times, and that's really important for us. So. You know, they're two of our best players, and Loon um, just gets us stabilized. He gets us calmer, uh, and so having his presence off the bench uh, with some of those younger guys who are coming in, and uh, he's a good stabilizing force. You know, the West is wide open. It's, it's so so many years, it seems like the final stretch of the regular season, I don't want to say it doesn't have a lot of significance, but it feels like you got teams that are looking towards vacation and teams that are dialing it up for the playoffs. This year, you got so many teams, Steve, battling for playoff spots. Um, I, I think down the stretch, it could be almost like a baseball pennant race this year where you're just literally scoreboard watching. That all being said, I'm amazed what Palenka and the Lakers have been able to get done. I, I see them making a huge fast charge here in the final part of the season. Do you envision that as well, based on what you've seen? Yeah, they, they've made some good moves over the off or over the trading deadline, and um, you know you can see that the the puzzle fits a lot better now with the shooting that they've added. Uh, you know the energy of, of Vanderbilt, the defense. And, Beasley made seven threes last night. You know, he's a good fit uh, next to those guys. So uh, they did a lot of good things, and uh, they're clearly much better now than they were, you know, just a few weeks ago. Steve, you've been saying since November that you wanted your team to play with more of a sense of urgency, and it seemed like you had an idea before a lot of people that, hey, this isn't really going the way we need it to. Are you at least, we know you guys are extremely shorthanded. This is a real challenge right now. Are you satisfied with the level of urgency that your players are feeling and, and are playing with right now? Well, not against the Lakers. Um, you know, I mentioned Malik Beasley making seven threes. Uh, he was a huge part of the scouting report. Um, there wasn't enough urgency, um, clearly. So um, we're going to have to show that over these last 23 games because we're in a, in a fight with the rest of the West for for playoff positioning and and there's going to be you know three teams left out completely not, not even making the uh, the play-in when you look at uh, you know the standings from four to 13 there's very little difference from in in everybody's uh, in that span so you know we, we we've got to show a, a much greater sense of urgency and intensity and uh, you know it's got to start soon you know, it's been a it's been a frustrating year in a lot of ways. I know you have stated multiple times that you're confident that this team can kind of flip not flip a switch, but get to that get to that championship level and maybe make a run at defending this title. Do, do the play? Do you sense a belief from the players? I know they want to believe, but as the as the season goes further along and you guys are sub five hundred, do you sense that their belief at all in your guys' title uh, defending ability is waning? I think uh, there have been times when our guys have been 
frustrated, you know, and, and uh, maybe lost a, a, a little bit of energy. I thought last night, uh, you know, the guys got discouraged in that third quarter. Um, and I think some of that is, is, you know, Steph is the guy who gives us, you know, that, that, that mojo, that, that sense of, uh, you know, uh, uh, of confidence and, and even a little bit of arrogance. And so his absence means that it's, uh, that we're more fragile, uh, than we would be otherwise. But again, we've, we've played without him quite a bit this year and we've, uh, we've won our share of games and we can continue to, uh, to, to do that. But ultimately we all know if we're going to do anything, uh, significant this season, we're going to have to get healthy and, and that's the goal, you know, to, to tread water and make sure we're, we're, you know, hanging in there and then, you know, hopefully get everybody healthy and, and, uh, active and, if we have that in place, I think this team feels like they can beat anybody in a, in a playoff series. Steve, we know you're not a doctor. Probably could have been if you wanted to be. But And, and we know that, we, you know, we have no idea. I know Steph's going to be reevaluated in another week. I understand that. Is there anything you can share with us about what you have seen from him, what he's been doing, how he just looks to you? Again, we're not asked, when's he going to be back? We'd love to know, right, but we right. don't know. Is there anything you can share with us about what he has been doing and how he looks doing it? Well, he's been on the court uh, the last couple of days. We practiced at UCLA uh, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, you know, before the uh, the Laker game. And uh, he was on the court and uh, getting an individual workout. And uh, I didn't see it, but I talked to him afterwards. He told me he felt good. It's, you know, his, uh, his work is coming along well, and, and he'll continue with that, and then we'll reevaluate, uh, you know, in a week or so. But uh, he's coming along well. You know, I've asked you this question before because you know I, I've talked to you and I've I've said to you, hey, you know, you could be a you could have a political future, you could be yeah. on television, you could do a lot of things, and you've always maintained to me, hey, I'm a basketball coach, I love doing this. I'm just kind of wondering this year with all the ups and downs, all the questioning of your rotations, is it fun for you still? Is this year been fun for you? And if you have the choice uh, next year, do you want to coach this team next year? Oh, I love coaching, and I love coaching this team, and uh, and I want to do this for a long time to come. And um, you know, I think the one thing that you have to have in this business is perspective, and um, part of that perspective is that uh, you know there's going to be some highs, and we've had some incredible highs over the years, including last year, you know, winning our fourth title. And there's going to be plenty of lows too, and we've had a lot of those this year. And it's it's all about just you know, continuing to work every day continuing to provide what the players need in terms of instruction and culture and uh, accountability and try, trying to get everybody moving forward every day I love that I love working with this great staff that I have and with our front office so uh, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else um, and then you, you you also have to mix in the perspective of it's pro sports so you, you, there's no guarantees of anything so you, you don't you don't spend too much time worrying about any of that stuff. You just you just go. You do the best you can, and uh, you see see where it all where it all uh, lays out at the end. 
Coach, as always, we appreciate your time. You're so uh, gracious and, and patient, especially after, you know, tough losses. But I got to get in a Kavon Looney question, you know, before <laughs> we go. So Kavon Looney, the rebounding numbers are incredible. To me, he has become just very adept at grabbing long misses, and there are more of those mm-hmm. than there ever were in the NBA. And seeing him at the foul line, almost like an outfielder making a play. Am I right? Is that one of the keys to his rebounding success? He's become so good at fielding, if you will, those longer rebounds? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got such long arms, uh, so he, he he plays bigger than he actually is uh, from a height perspective. But um, I think where he's really improved the last a uh, couple of seasons is his anticipation of where the ball is going and his movement uh, when the ball's in midair. He seems to be a half count ahead of everybody else, and then he uses those long arms and, and his strength to, uh, to you know wedge his way to where the ball's going. And um, he's become a brilliant rebounder, and um, you know he's our rock. He's he's Loon is good every single night. You know he, he's uh, he does everything that we we ask and more and. Uh, we're, we're, we're just lucky to have them. Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it. Good All luck right. tonight. Thanks a lot, guys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.